You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hi, welcome to our weekly update, Tuesday 30th of April. Gavin O'Carroll here from AIB's Customer Treasury Services, speaking with you from AIB's Mulder Street headquarters. And our senior economist, John Fahey, joins us to bring us right back up to speed after the Easter break. And we will look ahead to the early days of May in terms of economic items to watch. John, talks between Theresa May and the opposition Labour Party on breaking the recent Brexit impasse. They must continue this week and probably next as well. Uh, Conservative Party chairman over the weekend was saying there's still time for Parliament to settle on a deal before the UK participates in EU elections on May the 23rd. But what do you think in terms of the Brexit impasse and where where it could go? Yeah, thanks, Gavin. It's uh, gone very quiet at the moment in terms of uh, Brexit news flow from the UK. So, you know, we know that when they came back after their Easter recess last week, talks were ongoing but it's still a low probability that consensus can be found between Labour and the Conservative Party because I think a key issue there is is it's not just difference between the two parties uh, it's within the respective uh, parties vast difference of opinion on on what way they want Brexit uh, outcome to materialise so what we do know as of this week in terms of definite is that uh, the order of business for the week ahead was put down last week and they didn't have a vote uh, put forward uh, on the withdrawal agreement bill so there's unlikely to be a vote this week on it which means that talks uh, will continue uh, there is some speculation Theresa May may st- try and have another vote uh, before the European elections, uh, that way to give MPs the option, well, if you don't want to participate in European elections, uh, vote in, uh, for the withdrawal agreement and it then uh, reduces the risk of having to do the European elections. But at the moment, there doesn't seem to be much progress. Uh, it's gone very quiet uh, and the market still remains uh, fairly calm about the whole thing. Okay, so look, look, looking ahead now, it gets busy as we step into May in the month normally. And this week we've got the US Central Bank, uh, the Federal Open Market Committee meeting, starting its two-day meeting today, Tuesday, and hosts press conference tomorrow evening, uh, Irish time. Just explain the concerns in the context of all-time highs in US stock markets and the dollar's recent minimal strength versus the euro, and in terms of their patience being tested yeah, so I suppose it's a bit strange at the moment because if you look at the U.S. economy, so last week we had U.S. Uh, GDP. Now, whilst the number was overinflated somewhat by inventories and trade, it showed growth above 3% in Q1. Underlying growth in the U.S. economy, even when you strip out that, is still very strong. Uh, so despite all that and the fact that the labour market uh, continues to add uh, strong jobs growth numbers each month, Uh, The Fed has become much more cautious on the economic outlook. But I think that's in the context of all the major global central banks doing that since the start of the year. And that's also reflected then in uh, what we've seen from the IMF and the OECD in terms of their global growth forecast. They've revised down their growth forecast this year to closer to uh, 3%, whereas mid last year they were projecting growth of around 4% this year. So, you know, there are concerns out there about the global economy, and that's reflected then uh, what we've seen from all the major uh, central banks uh, just been more cautious and talking about a patient approach uh, to the policy outlook. Okay, so that's tomorrow evening, Wednesday, we're going to hear from them. We've also got the Bank of England this week. And I mean, there's talk there of the slow burn impact of Brexit will be a drag on UK growth for the rest of 2019, not dissimilar to what you've just said in terms of the US. Um, And I suppose the Bank of England not only have their interest rate announcement, you would expect no change on Thursday, but they've also got a raft of their economic forecast this week coming. 
Yeah, so uh, it's the quarterly inflation uh, report as well. So I think it's what they term it in the UK is Super Thursday because you get the meeting outcome, uh, you get the meeting minutes, the meeting statement, uh, the quarterly inflation report, uh, and the press conference uh, from uh, Governor Mark Carney. So we get a lot of updates this week from the Bank of England. I think the key message from the Bank of England will be those that they're on hold till they figure out, uh, well, till the, uh, the politicians uh, develop what's going to happen with Brexit, and then till the Bank of England gets clarity on what way that may develop because there's no point in them changing interest rate policies or implementing interest rate changes uh, till there's more clarity uh, on Brexit because Brexit is going to have a key determining impact on uh, what happens in the UK economy. What we do know from the Bank of England, though, is that their most recent forecast, which are back in February, still has inflation above their target over the next two to three years. So the Bank of England, uh, from an underlying basis, uh, does suggest that it wants to tighten policy uh, and will need to tighten policy to bring inflation back closer to target uh, at the moment UK rates are at 0.75% so we would think that over the next uh, year to year and a half you could see rate hikes in the UK but as of this year because the deadline for Brexit is pushed out to uh, October the end of October potentially we think the Bank of England won't be doing anything this year now the market doesn't think the Bank of England will be doing anything till 2021 our own view here in AIB uh, would be that if you look at where inflation is at the moment and if you take the assumption that there will be a soft Brexit, uh, then potentially you could see the Bank of England hiking interest rates uh, in 2020, which would bring the bank rate up uh, to 1%. Uh, but it's all very much dependent and there's no getting away from Brexit. It, even from a Bank of England perspective, they have to wait and see what happens there uh, before they can decide in their policy outlook and any policy changes. OK, so just to bring a bit more seasoning onto the week in terms of date items. So we've spoken about the US, we've spoken about uh, the UK, Bank of England this week as well. We've got US uh, non-farm payrolls this Friday also. Uh, we've also got European uh, quarter one reads coming out today, Tuesday. I think it's just going to be interesting to see where the European economy stands. We could talk more about that next week, if that's OK, John. In terms of the Irish economy, we've got PMI's out later on this week. Again, we'll talk about them and just bring us right up to speed. I noticed there was an FT article there on Monday just about uh, Brexit likely to threaten the pound status as a global reserve currency. And according to the survey of central bank money managers reported in the Financial Times in that article, these reserve managers are likely to cut their sterling holdings, which would weaken the currency and raise borrowing costs for the government. Now, obviously, this is for a long-term view. In terms of where you see our view on the outlook for sterling and the dollar over the next three to four weeks, what do you say to that? Well, in the sh- over that short-term period, I think at the moment what we've seen is relatively narrow range trading uh, in the main currencies. Obviously, for sterling, uh, it still remains sensitive to Brexit news flow. Uh, but given where we are, uh, we might not get any major developments. So, you know, you're looking at the range of where we've been at the moment. Uh, you know, Euro- sterling against the dollar has been around the 129 level, uh, pinned down there in the last couple of days. So the dollar has generally over the last week or two uh, been stronger against sterling, but also uh, more so against uh, the euro. So when you look at euro dollar, for example, you know, we were uh, in a 112 to 115 range for the last uh, couple of months but last week we did see it drop below that that one uh, 12 level so the dollar does have some por- some support there still uh, because of uh, what we talked about uh, the US economy uh, remaining strong so we we still continue to see over the next over three to four week horizon you know, kind of the dollar retaining the upper hand uh, on the exchanges from that perspective but the payroll number this week will be interesting because we've talked before about you know just the strength of the US economy uh, but still the Fed are concerned but uh, our own view would be that if you look at where payroll numbers are in the US and if they continue 
with a pace of around 150k on average per month over the next while, uh, then we would be of the view that the Fed may have to hike interest rates this year. So in their meeting this week, we don't get any updated projections from them, uh, but we will just get a statement. Now, but in their last set of projections, which we had uh, back in March, they took out uh, any projections for a rate hike this year from the Federal Reserve uh, perspective and left one in for 2020. Uh, but we think that if the economy maintains a pretty solid pace of growth, then you couldn't rule out the possibility that the Fed could actually hike uh, this year before the end uh, of 2019. That's very much in contrast to where the market thinks. The market thinks the next move from the Fed uh, will be a rate cutter in 2020. So it's very much going to be data dependent uh, for the Fed, but also then the impact it could have bringing it back uh, from a dollar perspective uh, over the longer term. But in the short term, it looks as if the dollar looks underpinned at the moment. So you're saying there in the non-farm payrolls, just to tease that out for a few seconds, 196,000 was the non-farm payrolls last month's uh, looking back into the month of March, the forecasts seem to be about 180,000 looking back into the month of April. And you're saying 150 plus and the Fed starts maybe considering if, you, if you're seeing the same data items. Yeah, so like if from a US economy labour market perspective, if payrolls average somewhere in the region 150 to 200k it's enough to maintain the unemployment rate at its current levels uh so then which you is could, tight. which is very tight at the moment if you think of where unemployment is uh it's down close to four uh, percent just below it uh so on that basis if it continues to sustain at that level you would expect to see more domestic inflationary pressures wage growth in a tight labor market uh which could bring forward the need then for the fed to, to hike interest rates uh, this year so you know one month's number this week's number is not going to be a game changer yeah. for it but it's over the next couple of months if payrolls continue to perform strongly uh, then the Fed may have to reassess their own interest rate guidance uh, on that John thank you I, I think there's an awful lot of data items to keep an eye on later on this week and, and obviously the, the central banks has, has been the key team now of just talking for the last 10 minutes in terms of what's coming it's going to be all about May and it's not necessarily Theresa May in the next week or two. So thank you for your time this morning. Thank you to you, our customers and followers for joining us on this, our weekly update. You are welcome to subscribe to AIB's Market Talk on iTunes or the podcast apps for iOS or Android. Until next week, take care. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.